As a leader in advanced HVAC technologies, Mitsubishi Electric is committed to continuous innovation around efficiency, comfort, and wellness, with a focus on personal comfort and prosperous communities. Mitsubishi offers a variety of indoor options, including high-wall floor mount, duct handlers, and extremely popular one-way ceiling cassette. Climate systems are great for a single room or the entire home, providing 100% capacity to minus 5 degrees. A full range of control options including Wi-Fi, touchscreen, and thermostats, and simple remotes are available to meet every customer's needs. Mitsubishi's regional sales and marketing teams are available to meet with you and help you grow your business. For more information, go to MitsubishiComfort.com. Joel Long is a third-generation owner of GSM Services with Brother Stephen in Gastonia, North Carolina. They're a full-service residential HVAC and commercial roofing company. He's the president of Commercial Division and is currently the president of Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Contractors National Association, PHCC. Good morning. Welcome to Mark Madison on Books and People. Today, I'm so excited to have Mr. Joel Long from Gastonia, North Carolina as our guest. Good morning, Joel. Mark, how are you, my friend? Good as gold, right as rain, cool as a cucumber. I love it, man. I say uh, better than I deserve, but I, I get it, man. <laughs> so how did you get started in HVAC? You know, I tell you, just I, really now looking back, I was blessed. You know, I was probably 15 years old and, you know, third generation in business and started growing up with it. And my father said, you got to start working one summer. And so I started, uh, you know, I just came in and started working in the summers at our business and uh, just immediately fell in love with it. And so, yeah, 15, I'm out on a service truck or, and, uh, you know, working with the guys and starting, you know, we're solving people's problems. And I just, I just fell in love with it. That's how I got my start. So was your grandfather that started the business. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he, uh, back in the forties, he bought a pickup truck and uh and some hand tools i think and uh you know we actually started as a roofing company uh you know part of our about 30 percent of our business is commercial roofing and so yeah he he bought a truck and some uh, and some hand tools and you know and the business started and um and so yeah we've been blessed but you know and then my dad took over in the mid-70s and uh then my brother and i now 50 50 partners and just been you know been blessed we love it how is it working with steven you guys have a long-term relationship yeah, you know, when I talk to people all over the country, I am just, uh, I think we're, we are very blessed. We're, we're really opposites in a lot of ways, and we learned early on. He's three and a half years younger. Uh, we learned early on that it was an advantage that we're opposite. You know, uh, right. he, slow, he, slow, he, he actually thinks a lot and slows me down, and uh, I think I speed him up. And, uh, and you know, I do things, I'll do things quick four or five times and he does things normally once. And so between the two of us, it's a pretty good fit, I think. Well, I remember one day in Nashville years ago, your brother introduced us and we were playing pool in some nightclub or bar. Do you remember that? I've played pool so many, I'm not sure I do. Uh, <laughs> well, your I, must have said... not, I must have not played well because I normally remember when I do well, so... I'm pretty sure you beat me because I'm not very good, but that was, I think that's how we met. Yeah, I think so. I do remember that. Yeah. So what is it you love about the business? I mean, you guys have a very successful business in, in Gastonia, North Carolina. Well, you know, I, uh, 
you know, my background, uh, I was very fortunate. People, men, there's been some men in my life that have just uh, changed my future. And, you know, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and that's a recurring theme about how people um, have gone out of their way to build other people. And that's really the story of my career. When I was in high school, uh, in my sophomore year in high school, I had a baseball coach that kept me and nine other sophomores. And we were, you know, you, you know, the 13, 14 year old goofy kids. <laughs> well, that's who we were. But he told us, he told us then that uh, I think you guys can win a state championship when you're seniors. And I'll never forget, we all looked around at each other. And I think only one of us maybe played a, an inning that year. But he kept telling us that we were going to be good. And he kept, he said, if you work hard, and you guys work together as a team. I think you can win a state championship. And, you know, you fast forward two years. In our senior year, we we made it all the way to the state finals. Now, we lost. We actually lost to a team that was better than we were. But really, there was only one kid on that team that played any college baseball. And so mm. I learned, you know, starting in that kind of format, I learned that hard work and teamwork could do just about anything together. And then – so that that's really my career looking back now – you know, that really developed, helped develop my thought process on what's a pot, what's possible. And so what I love about our business um, is how we can, because of the hard work and building people in our business, we can so positively affect our community. Uh, we change people's lives. Um, you know, we give people hope and direction. Um, you know, I think today, especially kids uh, with all the... <laughs> 50, no matter what you do, 50% of the world thinks you're crazy. Uh, if you watch right. social media or TV, you know, we give kids hope. And, uh, and I, I think that's what we do as business owners. And we work really, really hard um, across the board, contractors do. And uh, I, just, I just love what's possible um, and love seeing people grow. And, you know, we've changed our community with our people. And I think that's happening all over the country. A baseball coach gave you the vision and stayed yeah. with you until you manifested. So like so many other successful business people, sports was really the foundation for you. Oh, it was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and he was Jerry Carpenter. He uh, he's an icon. And, you know, all over the country, you know, there's those guys. And, you know, and at the time now, there was a lot of days I didn't like him. Woo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he pushed you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh he really did, and uh, he made me um, made me see beyond what I saw. The vision, maybe, is the right way to put it. Yeah. But then, you know, but then you've had other people. You know, like my father never pushed us directly, and I hope you know. And I hear this a lot that he never once talked to Stephen about about coming into our business, Mark. You know, he, right. Uh, but he had really high expectations, and he really led by example more than anything. You know, and so I think, you know, put all those kind of things together. Um, and then the inspiration of day-to-day -day people. Like we've got a guy here, Scott Bradley, who's been with us 40 years that runs all of our production on the air, commercial air conditioning side. And he is just uh, dedicated. He's a people guy. He loves people. He loves winning. He loves for everybody else to get credit. And, you know, he's just, he's just an inspiration to everybody around him. So just, you know, a lot of different parts and pieces have led to success with, uh, and it's almost always people, uh, people doing incredible things, you know, maybe ordinary people that get up every day and do incredible things. You know? 40 years. He's your Nolan Ryan. Oh my God. Yeah. I say, sir, a lot. And <laughs> I bring him coffee. I do whatever he needs. You better believe it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that, one of the things I really admire about your company is how involved you are in the community. You guys do so much for uh, your region in the community outside of HVAC and roofing. Yeah, we do. Why is that? Is that something you got from your father? Well, you know, um, I, th I think from our family, yes, but I really think that we, uh, early on, we understood that everything that happens in our company uh, comes from our community. Um, you know, we have so many people support us. You know, we don't get any projects without somebody in the community uh, helping us. You know, we, we can, we don't want to be low bidders. <laughs> we're not, uh, we're not a lower your price company. We're a value company. Um, you know, and we, we, we do a lot to tie the community together. We, all of our people are involved in the community and their churches or charities or whatever. And, uh, and we just, and, you know, we want our people to be part of the community. And then, then that ties us. And we, we believe our business is one that connects at so many different, you know, co contracting companies and service companies, are connected at so many different levels, you know, in our communities across the country that you know, we have, a, a, in a lot of ways, a unique opportunity to connect a lot of different people. And um, right, and so we just look at it that way. And we, you know, we've had incredible things. You know, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but you know, last year we had just a terrible thing happen with two of our service techs got shot right. and uh, right and killed. But you know, <laughs> a year later, you know, that was a year ago last uh, last week, but. Mark, um, you know, the real story of that now is our community and our partners and people all over the country. There's so much more good in the world than bad that, right. you know, you just got to look for it. And then so, I, you know, the story has been such uh, so such uplifting for our people that sure, that day was terrible and what happened to those guys. But listen, those, those families are just uh, taken care of. And, uh, and that's really I think that's the story with people, you know. Well, your commitment to training and education is proof of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I met Stephen 20 plus years ago in Southern Pines, and he was a young, brand new comfort consultant, you know, and it was really clear he was hungry. Oh, yeah. And he had young kids. He had lots of reasons to succeed. But you guys really support, train, and educate your people. That's a big part of who you are. Yeah, I, I actually love seeing people. Uh, get beyond where they think they can go. You know, Mark, you know, uh, yeah, isn't that one of the, I forget who, who the quote is by, but you know, the, the biggest fear is that we're, we're stronger beyond our imaginations or the, you know, but you know, we're Marianne we're, Williamson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love seeing that because I think, you know, people get tied up and they don't really see what's possible. So yeah, we, we, we really believe in that, but I mean, that's happened to us. I mean, we've been challenged our whole lives. Uh, you know, I'll never forget, I was in my second year at NC State and uh, in, in civil engineering and construction. And, and you know, and I didn't I didn't exactly have the best grades. I think my GPA was 1.85. Uh, <laughs> a solid know. one. Woo! Yeah, five. it was solid, baby. But, you know, I go to talk to my advisor about switching out of engineering. And uh, and he looks me, you know, and I talked to this guy seven, eight times in two years. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, I knew you'd never make it. Wow. And so, you know, from an education standpoint, that's all I needed. You know, I needed somebody to, you know, my, my parents had been so good to me. I was, I was probably not challenged enough. And I walked out of his office so mad that, you know, so I think that education thing, showing people what's possible, you know, uh, and then backing them up with opportunities. And the, the world, you know, our people are starving every day for opportunities and they'll take them and run with them. So, yeah, we, we love the apprenticeship programs. 
Uh, we and you know we pay for college if somebody is doing something and they want to go get their uh, an, a, you know, a different degree and it can relate back to our business. We help them, and I don't think I've had anybody leave after they did that uh, unless we were doing something else wrong. You know, they uh, it's, it's such an investment in people that it pays dividends, and it's an easy to, it's easy to see. You you you're on a mission to prove that counselor wrong. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was easy. You know, that was, yeah, he knew what, he knew what he was doing. You know, he also knew I was a little bit lazy and I was focused on, I was focused on a lot of other things that didn't have anything to do with engineering and whatever. And uh, right. now looking back, I probably should have taken more business classes, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, 2020 hindsight. Oh yeah. Yeah. 40 years later, three, you know, 35 years later. Wow. That would have been smart, but you know, do you ever thank that guy for the inspiration? Oh God. Yeah. When I was leaving, when I was graduating, there was a bunch of hugs and thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, but he, and he also said, he was, well, I knew, actually, I thought you would make it, but you just needed to, somebody to kick you in the butt, you know? So he just knew who, yeah. el who else had that kind of impact on you coming up? you mentioned uh, your father and, and Jerry Carpenter. Who else? Well, you know, um, your mentors. Well, you know, internally in the business, there's there's been a good number of them. Um, you know, I got uh, you know PHCC, the Plenty and Cooling Contractors Association, um, of which you know, after you're the president of, of the national level now. Yeah, I'm currently the president of PHCC National, and it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things you, it's one of those things you definitely get a lot more out than you put in. Um, right when you go down there, but I've met so many contractors, but there's a guy here in Gastonia, Wes Styers, who runs uh, a company, Gastonia Plumbing and Heating. And they're, they're uh, here two miles from our office. I grew up with him and uh, he's an NC State grad too. And so we're, we're similar ages and grew up together. But when I got out of state, you know, of course, you know, when you get out of engineering, they tell you for four or five years that you're, you're brilliant and you know everything. And, and when I got out, um, I was really didn't know what to do in our business and I was failing in a lot of, you know, I was struggling maybe to understand everything. And he, he forced me to go to a project management class. So, you know, a good friend that'll tell you the truth, you know, right. And uh, Dutch still, uncles, I call them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I told him, I laughed and said, I don't need to do that. I, I know what I'm doing. And he said, yeah. So he took me to, uh, there's a, there's a professor Kirk Alter. You've probably met him uh, from Purdue who does a lot of coaching and training also and uh, a week long project management class. And after, you know, after graduating engineering school, I came back and changed everything we were doing in project management because of that week. Wow. And uh, so those kind of, you know, Wes and uh, friends that'll tell you the truth and, and making sure you're hanging out with friends that'll tell you the truth is a, is a good lesson. You know, uh, John, John Lucas played at Maryland. You remember him? Oh yeah, they were oh, yeah. in the same conference, and I hadn't seen John for a while, and it was 2003, and and I'd gained a bunch of weight, and the first thing he said when he saw me was, "Mark, start running again." Hmm. He didn't say, "How are the kids? How's Debbie?" No, yeah, start running again, and we need that from people who care enough to tell us the truth. Sure. Yeah, this... Well, and I've had a lot of other guys too, but it's it, you have to look for them. There's a lot of business people here that have looked out for us that, you know, that just, or, or will call and say, Hey, you know, a lot of people like I'll be in a community thing like rotary or I'll be something locally right. and they'll call, you know, I've got a good, there's a guy here, Bob Clay, a big real estate guy. And, you know, he will call and say, Hey, I was talking to such and such. And I heard there was this issue going on and you may not know about it with your, you know, 
this job or something that you're involved, you know, and, and so right. there's people, you, but you got to open up those doors and be willing to listen. And so, yeah, it's, this had a ton of people helping us. Would you consider yourself a connector? Somebody oh, who's God, really connected? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I just love that. And even especially actually if it's not a direct connection where, you know, we think we're going to, you know, the business connection is, you know, but just, yeah, connecting people. Yeah. I don't, yeah that, that's definitely part of part of my psyche that I love. Well, I know you've referred me to to other people over the years. I'm sorry. I'm I've sorry. always been grateful for that. No, it's just a part yeah. of your nature. You know, you're a giving guy. And uh, it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. Um, one of my favorite topics and yours too are books. So what oh, books yeah. had a big impact on you? Well, man, I'll tell you, I got Stephen and I right now, we got three we're dealing with the company that that is just amazing right now. And, you know, the first one I wanted, The, the Way of the Shepherd by Dr. Layman. Have you seen that book? No. Oh my gosh. It, uh, it's really about, it's a book that, you know, it's framed around taking care of a flock of sheep. And of course it's really about, uh, if you take care of people, they'll take care of you, but it's about what it takes the, it's about the price of leadership to get to the level personally of what it means so that your flock loves you. And Mm. Whether it's a family flock or a church flock or a business flock, and what it takes to get there, and uh, you know, you, you finish reading, and it's a simple book. You finish reading that book, and first, first thing you do is realize how uh, how much you have to do to improve, or you, you know, how much right. Is. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, but that's a rock in your shoe. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, and then you know, a lot of the the a lot of the John Gordon books. I just think a lot of the Energy Busk and the Simple Framework and. Uh, you know, the power of positive leadership and those kind of books. I really, those connect with me. And then Ken Blanchard's right now, the raving fans book. Oh yeah. That's such a great book. Yeah. It makes, it's, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, so the, the, the same kind of framework where, you know, the one plus factor where, you know, customers are starving so much. And if we'll really find out what they want and then give them, give them one plus on, on, on what they're looking for. It, you can separate yourself so much. And then, and for us really starting internally to make sure that our place is a great place to work and that, you know, I want all of our employees or coworkers to be raving fans of Stephen and I. And so it's both internal and external customers. Yeah. And it's really hard to do it externally I believe, we believe if you haven't done it internally, it's almost impossible to accomplish it externally. A river never rises any higher than its source. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had the privilege of spending two days with Ken Blanchard at a servant leadership seminar. Oh, my goodness. And he told a story that you're certainly welcome to tell going forward. He said a CEO called him a large manufacturing company in the South, and he flew down there and he said, you know, we have a turnover problem. He said, it's uh, almost 100%. We don't know what's going on. Would you mind uh, helping us? And he said, sure. I'd like to go talk to some people down on the on the floor, on the manufacturing floor. And he said, why? Those people are leaving. He goes, well, they just might know. He said, fine. So he spent the morning interviewing people. And he came back at lunch and said, so what'd they say? He said, it was hot as hell down there. And that's why people are leaving. It's so hot. And he said, so you should probably put some air conditioning in. And the guy says, that's it? He said, yeah. So he spent $300,000, put air conditioning in there, and people stopped leaving. And he said, uh, his mother, he told his mother that story, and she goes, you get paid for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And, you know, sometimes the answers are just so obvious, but we can't see them when they were in the middle of it. You know, this PHCC thing, I was I was a little upset last week. I was in Texas with a great group of contractors down there, and it is simple. I heard a presentation on the, you know, the golden rule, right? You know, treating right. other people the way you want to be treated. And, and the guy brought it up and everybody's shaking their head. And he said, you know, we need to get rid of that, that, that thought process. It needs to be the platinum rule. Yes. Where we give people what they want. And, and ding, one, ding, 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 ding. What does he one, win, Johnny? Yeah. And you know, it, isn't it, isn't it funny? That's the same thing with that air conditioning. You know, uh, yes. if you don't ask, you know, it can be a simple solution if we'll just ask and so. But be prepared to hear something you will make you uncomfortable uh, or make you feel stupid. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it normally is. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably Mark, you know, one of the things as I was thinking about getting on this with you and, you know, as much experience as you and I've got, I think one of the, the things that's helped us win is, is we don't, we don't get up. We don't believe after all this time that we've got it all figured out, you know, right. We, uh, you're teachable. Well, yeah, we have to be, but yeah, we, uh, and really, we don't really, you know, we've been in business since 1927 and we're approaching it that nobody cares. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? I do. I mean. What they care about is if you care about them. Yeah. And and then, you know, if I, if I, if I call you, Mark, and say, hey, Mark, we're, we're coming out to your business. And by the way, we've been in business since 1927. We're going to stink today when we're out there. But, you know, 30 years ago, we were still here. You know, so I don't know. I think... Uh, I think that's really helped us a lot to stay humble and try to always uh, get better on the next call, you know? Right. Well, it's, it's, it's being teachable. It's that servant leadership model. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun stuff. What advice would you offer contractors? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. You're very successful. You know, um, well, I think first I would look for, uh, a couple things. Find people that that are better than you and mm -hmm. hang out with them, listen to them, uh, set really high standards for yourself, uh, have fun along the way. Um, find out what you want to be really, really good at and really focus on being the best at that and yeah. not everything to everybody. Um, you know, I think... Uh, more is not, you know, we see a lot more is not necessarily better. Um, you know, our goals, we've never wanted to be the biggest. Um, and I, I think that served us pretty well. Um, you know, we do do a lot of different things now, but they're compartmentalized and we have specialty. Our leaders are focused on their piece of the pie. And so I think, I think if you can maintain that in this crazy world, then I think that'll serve, that served us pretty well. And I've heard, you know, when I see people that are successful, they've really gotten really extremely good at what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then focus on the people. I, you know, it's, um, especially in today's crazy world with the, the workforce issues we all have, and we're all worried about, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, what's going on in the world around us. And, you know, but focus on people uh, and making, you know, people around you successful and, you know, and then you'll be successful. You know, if you, if everybody else around you is successful, you will be too. And if you, if you focus on that, uh, and I kind of look at, you know, Mark, I'm sure you're the same way with your attitude about things. The, we, the opportunity right now to shine above everybody else is just amazing. Mm. Um, it's just, so it's, it's such a good opportunity to find people 
that are like-minded to, to that want to go win and, and take care of customers and and, and uh, want to be positive. So I, I kind of look. I'm kind of excited right now going forward because I think I think the bar keeps getting lowered and we're trying to raise it. So the best is yet to come. Yeah, I think so. Well, one of the things you said, I'm just going to paraphrase. Uh, what's the best and highest use of my time? And once you understand what that is, and then you ask yourself, what are the things that I don't like to do and I'm not good at? And to the extent that you delegate those things to somebody who loves doing those things and is good at them. Oh, yeah. Like I know nothing about what Jason does to format all this for the podcast, but he's such a blessing because he knows all of that. And I don't have to worry about it. I just ask him and he takes care of it. And I think to, to the extent that leaders delegate their weaknesses and soar with their strengths, that's really what I'm hearing you say. It is. I think that's a, that's a great way to paraphrase it. And, and, you know, Stephen and I, you know, we talked the other week about making sure that our business is what we want it to be. And I think a lot right. of times people that start businesses or in business, they, they lose track of that. But, you, you know, I mean, we could, we could triple the size of the business in the next couple of years if we, if that's what we wanted to, but that's not. And so, you know, if you really get down to focusing on what you want it to be, I'm sure it's the same with you, Mark. You could, you could travel every day all year if you wanted to, but you know, you got the, the, the grandkids. I mean, you know, you, you got to make sure it's what you want it to be. Right. Well, and that's a nice segue into the next question. How do you find balance? Uh, you know, I made a decision a long time ago, 25 years ago, that if I was going to work 14, 16 hour days when I'm traveling, that I was going to take three weeks off in July and three weeks off in December so I could be with my kids. And I know you're a family man. We've been to a few ball games together. Oh, yeah. So how do you find that balance? Well, you know, I think it's difficult. Um, but I think you just have to decide uh, the three or four most important things in your life. And you've got to constantly search out that balance. And, uh, you know, we're uh, – Every year we set up a company slogan for the year, and this year it's love and accountability. And so I think you got to really focus on what you love and make sure you're putting those things first. And the business can businesses can become all consuming if you let them. But uh, you know, I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm not here to be in business. You know, I'm here to. I'm here to improve the lives of everybody around me. And so I, you know, I think you. You have to do some things mentally to be able to cut it off. You know, I, I'm really good with my phone. I cut my phone off. You know, I, uh, I've got a tree. I had somebody teach me a lesson years ago that you need to have a place where you, you leave your business when you get home. I've got a bush at the front of the house that when I get out of my car, I touch this bush at the corner of my uh, sidewalk walking into my house, and I leave the business there. Uh, mm. So I think the it's bush is a symbol. Yeah. Yeah, it's a symbol to leave, turn it off and turn it on. Now, it doesn't always work, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I think being disciplined on those kind of things is important and drawing boundaries, but it's, it's, yeah, I don't know if I have that answer, Mark, but I think individually you got to figure out, cause it is really, really important that you do that. Cause our businesses can become all consuming. You know? Right. Well, how, do you do how do you do it? Well, I had an MC, I emceed an event last week in Palm Springs, and then I invited my wife to come down for three or four days. And we took a few days, a much needed three or four days in the sun in Palm Springs where yeah. when it's raining in Seattle. And I think it's building those, those things into your schedule. Uh, I attended a seminar years ago and this guy had a weekends only calendar and it's what, you know, three days of the week. What do you plan those three days of the week? And I just decided a long time ago, if I was going to put in the kind of time I knew was necessary to succeed, that I would make sure that I would plan 
and carve out that time with family. Because it's easy, you know, when you, you're self-employed, when you call in sick, you know you're lying, right? You're the <laughs> worst boss you ever had. That's exactly right. And it's or so Steven. easy to get a phone call on Saturday or Sunday night and you say, oh, I got to go take care of this. And it's, <laughs> That's right. That's exactly I, I think it was Napoleon that he said he didn't answer his mail for three weeks. And he said what he found out was most of the things that people were trying to get a hold of him for, they figured out on their own because he couldn't be reached. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a mindset, but it's also a decision. Well, you know, the craziness, too. I'm glad you said that. I had a, we got a business coach, uh, a guy here, Don Hadley, um, that we've, Stephen and I've had. And he, you know, he early on, he's, we probably had him 10 years. And, and he, early on, he said, after talking to us, uh, you know, two or three months back and forth, and he agreed to help us. And he said, well, the first thing you guys are going to do is I want you to set up a weekly lunch and then I want you not to talk to each other between, you know, week to week. Every I don't want you to talk to each other. I want you to write down if you want to talk about something, you something you need to help each other with, write it down, but hold it until you meet at that lunch. And you know, Mark, what we found was by the time I would have 20 things that I needed to talk to him about when I went to lunch, <laughs> I had already solved 15 of them or 10 of them had been solved. Five of them didn't matter. And then there would be five things for us to talk about. And he yes. had the same thing. And so, you know, you realize that discipline to con kind of control the chaos. And I think it's the same in our personal lives and, and that, you know, that work-life balance. You just got to figure it. And I don't, you know, so those little picking up pieces and parts. Like I, I just wrote down your weekend calendar, your weekend schedule, because I think I'm going to try that. I like that. Weekends only calendar. Yeah. yeah I, I cannot like remember the guy's name, but he had a red rubber nose and he was funny as can be. <laughs> okay it was probably 30 years ago yeah uh, so let me ask you this you're president of the phc how, how has that changed the way you look at the industry and and how has it benefited you to commit to that <laughs> well you know it's like a lot of things it's never what you think it's going to be um mm. so i mean and i think too you know it's kind of interesting the time and you know we had that last year happen to us with our you know two of our best people and then i'm you know, I'm preparing to become this, you know, the president of PACC National where I'm going to travel all over the country and then we're coming out of COVID. And so, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to give back to the industry. And in, in reality, what's happened is I've traveled all over the country. Uh, I'm going, you know, PACC has 38 state chapters and we're, we're made up of local and state and a national chapter. And so I'm going all over the country to state associations. Like three weeks ago, I was in Maine. Last week, I was in Texas. I'm going to Florida in a couple of weeks. And people are just the most incredible uh, group of people, contractors working hard. And, you know, we like to talk about our differences. You know, if you watch TV, we're all so different, right? Uh, right. You know, except for the accents. You know, all these other places have accents. Uh, <laughs> but... It's just amazing the work ethic and the family dynamics and how dedicated they are to our industry and each other and helping each other win in their communities. So, you know, it's really just strengthened, I think more than anything, it's strengthened my resolve on what's possible with our types of businesses and with people. And and, and frankly, the country, you know, I, I'm, I'm not actually worried near as much. Of, if I watch 15 minutes of Fox or CNN or something, I, there's just a resolve, I think, that it's helped me build that just seeing how strong people are and, and and really focused on the right kind of things to make their families and their business and their communities go. And so it's just been a great experience. I just, uh, I, I it inspires me to be a better leader. I can tell you that. You know. Traveling changes you. Yeah. 
yeah. it really does. You get to see a different perspective. And yeah. uh, for me, especially when you go out of country, you know, I did a speaking engagement in Istanbul years ago, and uh, I, I just came back with a whole different perspective and a deeper appreciation of what we have in this country. You know, this is a big, it's a big country and there's a whole lot of folks. And when you get to walk in somebody else's shoes in Maine or Texas or Florida, it changes you. Yeah. You know, and I think that, I think you're right, Mark. And I think the, the American um, values that we tend to now currently want to, we, we tend to be internally fighting, undermining ourselves in a lot of ways. And I'm not going to get into, this is not really about politics. It's really about an American belief in people that, you know, when I go to these meetings, you know, I was out in Las Vegas and then, you know, you go to Las Vegas to this a Christmas party they're having and it's about a, as diverse group of people in one room as you can have and nobody cares, Mark. You know, right. they care about winning and each other and hugging and, and laughing and charity that they're supporting, the Ronald McDonald House out there and and I don't know. I think I think we tend to. It's taught me that we're if we're looking for the right things, we find it. You know, that's, that's been interesting. Well, and everybody I meet from eight to eighty-eight is looking for three things: appreciation, respect, and understanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I give them those three things, magic happens. It is. That's exactly right. Well, parting thoughts, kind of a postscript. P.S. Here's here's a couple of things I want listeners to remember. You know, uh, I, I think just from a contracting business standpoint and our community standpoint, it's up to us. Um, you know, I've, I've really probably got a skewed view of the world in a lot of ways because, man, I've just been blessed with good health and good family and, uh, mm. you know, and really a partner, Mark. I mean, I, I do when I talk to people all over the country, if you have a bad partner, you know, uh, things are difficult. But I've been blessed with that. But, I, you know, we, we're in control. One of the things I love about our businesses is, we're actually in control of a lot of our outcomes. You know, and I, I think that's why I still love our business so much is if I'm good today, then we're going to be better. And if I'm not, we're not. Um, so, I mean, I would just always look for hope, look for people around you to help you. Um, there's a lot more good in the world than bad, uh, you know, and uh, just keep looking for it. And, uh, and then the good things will work out and ask for help. And people are always there to help you. Well, I met your wife and I met your father, and all I could think of was A, he married up, and and B, what a what a great dad you had. Oh yeah, yeah we uh, yeah there is no question that uh, I married up, and I think a lot of us. I've heard you talk about that too. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, everybody um, tells me so. It must be true. You know, and I think with her, you know, she was a chemical engineer graduate, and so you know when we graduated from. From college, she was making exactly double what I was, mm. but she has never. I wanted to marry somebody that was that was, be you know, mentally would challenge me and uh, and and not just take my crap. And boys, I got that for sure, and it's it's really served me well. So it's uh, it's been a good good adventure. And then dad, uh, yeah, I mean, especially now being this part of this far into our business the appreciation for what he was able to do and how smart he was. Um, yeah. You know, isn't that great to be able to say that later? That's oh man. Good. And he yeah. was such a humble guy too. There wasn't an oh. arrogant bone in his body. No, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love too the snapshot people now go, they don't remember when he was pushing like I do when <laughs> they remember the 65 year old guy that was, 
you know, but boy, he used to push just like I do now. So it's been fun. But uh, that's funny. The apple yeah. stays close to the tree. There you go. Yep. Well, uh, one last question. Right. Uh, was it hard for you to watch North Carolina uh, play Duke since NC State, what, hasn't been in the Final Four for a while? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a lot of uh, people ask me about that, and I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not in this format going to tell you what I told them. But, <laughs> hey, this um, is a clean show, pal. Yeah, this is a clean show. But, you know, actually uh, – you know, I wouldn't, you know what, I've become good friends with a guy, Phil Ford here, and I know you know that name. Oh, yeah. And I've learned, you know, Phil Ford did a commercial with Stephen and I, and he actually on camera, we we ran it here a long time, that he was going to help the Wolfpack win. And and you learn that, uh, you know, people are everywhere the same, and even though they're light blue and dark blue, you still got to pray for them and, uh, and hope they see the, see the light at the end of the day. But, uh yeah, I, I was. I, it, you know what? I, I'll just say this: I, it would, did not hurt my feelings at all that Kansas ended up winning the national championship. <laughs> I, I thought of you. It. I thought of you. I'll leave yeah. it at that, brother. Well, I, every year I watch the the thirty for thirty on Jimmy Valvano and that oh, that miracle year that they had. That oh, was yeah. uh, pretty magical. You know, it was uh, being a. I was in high school. Uh, but you know that never uh, it never leaves. You know when you see somebody that inspirational. Yeah. You know I actually went to his basketball camp, Mark, and I was oh. in, I was in high school, and I I was terrible at basketball. I tell you, I knew my basketball career was over in high school when this this kid blocked my shot and kicked me in the face. I never. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but Valvano, I, you know, I'm, you think about thir- you know probably 12, 13 years old, and I make some move. And Valvano's walking by and he yells, that a way to do it, way to go, way to, you know. And I'm sure he was thinking, oh, my God, that that kid's terrible. But uh, I'll never forget it because that's yeah. that kind of inspiration. You know, Mom, man, I walked around for the rest of that week, you know, just high as Floating, yeah. floating. Yeah. yeah, I had uh, Ed Peppel, the winningest high school coach, as a mentor, and, and then Lenny Wilkins yeah, at, right. a, at a basketball camp, you know, when I was a kid like you. And. Those guys, you just look up to them. Well, yeah. my friend, we're almost out of time. I just want to thank you for making the time. I know you're one of the busiest guys in North Carolina. Thank you. Uh, Mark, thank you. And Mark, I tell you, uh, you know, you've been to our company, I think, two times, maybe three. And uh, years later, we still talk about you. And people, oh. you know, making a difference, giving people hope is a lot of what we all do. And uh, we all need that from each other. So, listen, my friend, thanks for what you're doing. And congrats. Uh Congrats on more importantly on anything, man, the family and the success and, uh, you know, and, and pulling everybody along and man, making our, uh, making our country and our industry better, man. You, you're doing that every day and we love you for it, man. Oh, thanks brother. Yeah. I'm going to go visit my grandson this morning. So listen, make it a great day unless you have other plans. I hear you. You have a great day, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. As a leader in advanced HVC technologies, Mitsubishi Electric is committed to continuous innovation around efficiency, comfort, and wellness. From electric cars to electric water heaters to electric heating and cooling, the future is electric. The demand for all of our electric heat pumps have never been greater. So there's no better time to join our community of premier contractors and grow your business. Here are some of the reasons why partnering with Mitsubishi Electric is a great idea. Mitsubishi is the number one selling heat pump in America and has been the industry leader for over 35 years. Mitsubishi offers local technical support and has a network of excellent distributors. 
Mitsubishi's regional sales and marketing teams are available to meet with you and help you grow your business. To find out more, contact MitsubishiComfort.com. Thank you for listening. If I struck a chord, inspire you to action, or piqued your curiosity, let me know. Call or text me at 206-697-0454 or send me an email at mark at sparkingsuccess.net. Should you wish to hire me to speak to your organization or association or order one of my books, simply go to my website, www.sparkingsuccess.net. And remember, make it a great day unless you have other plans.